is now launched use which is doing very very well and 2018 launched sorry 2008 launched from berlin 2011 moved into the into the display ads business started selling to brands and agencies 2016 are now over a million dollars in revenue but less than 10 million 15 focused on his team in vietnam taking between call it 15 and 25 percent to the bottom line reinvesting all of it back into the company which he has bootstrapped which is great serving about 30 agency customers to date and making money on basically cpm arbitrage with a focus on location that's why customers are choosing christian also has a uh, german accelerator this is the top where i interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base you'll learn how much revenue they're making what their marketing funnel looks like and how many customers they have I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit sold mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Many of you listening right now don't have time to listen to every B2B SaaS CEO that I've interviewed. If you want to get access to the database I've created with year-over-year growth rates, customer accounts, margins, and many, many other data metrics and data points, you can go to getlatka.com. Here's the thing, though. This database, I keep it to myself. It's so freaking valuable. And to preserve the quality of the data and make sure that the people that have access to it have a true advantage, I'm only letting 10 companies on each month. So we're full this month, but you can go to getlatka.com to get on the waiting list for next month. And look, there's big people on the waiting list. I mean, the biggest VCs you've ever heard of. You've probably heard of them. They're big, private equity, billions and billions under management. So it's an impressive waiting list. Go get on now at getlatka.com. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Christian Geisendorfer. He is the CEO of a company called Use, the leading experts in location-based advertising in Asia and Europe. He's an entrepreneur passionate about building businesses and leading teams. He recently started in parallel to Use, uh, a German accelerator in Southeast Asia, which is helping German startups to expand into that region. He loves living in Singapore and Vietnam, traveling the world and learning languages. He's fluent in German, English, French, and Spanish. Christian, are you ready to take us to the top wonderful hey nathan hey thanks for joining so tell us what use does what's the business do and how do you make money so use is a location-based mobile advertising company we are experts in location-based advertising solutions and we help brands global leading brands to target people around specific geographic locations so you take a f airport for example um, we have uh, fragrance brands when they launch a new perfume or if they are for promotion that people when they land at the airport or when they depart um, get targeted geographically with the GPS precise um, location to get to people to know about a promotion at the stores and then this display ads inside mobile applications uh, and the ad has also a dynamic copy so it tells you for example Singapore Changi Airport Terminal 1 go to the UTD free store and find your special gift for example for the new fragrance launch. How are you getting control over the inventory on the mobile ad, on the mobile device where you actually show that ad? Um, so we're actually aggregating inventory from different mobile networks. So we're working with some premium publishers directly as well to place ads. But then to get the volume, we're basically working with any available major ad network, um, also from different inventories. And um, for travelers specifically, the Chinese speaking community is quite important as luxury travelers. So we make sure we get all these 
inventories aggregated so that the volume is big enough so that you're reaching also 10,000s or 100,000s of travelers every day and not only a very limited number. And how do you make money? It's an arbitrage at the end of the day. So uh, we buy the inventory for the campaigns whenever we have campaigns running specifically to those locations, multiple airports, or also if you're a retailer with multiple location of your outlets, your branches, um, then we set up those campaigns, we optimize, and uh, it's a premium product we're selling here. So our team does end-to-end -end from setting up a campaign, um, even can help us creatives and then uh, basically yeah, delivering a great service, including reporting and optimization to the client. And um, that's where we charge for. Okay, so you're essentially buying, I'm making this up, you're buying at a $5 CPM, you're selling for a $10 CPM. Exactly, not, not those exact figures, but- uh, Is it tied way, to yes. CPM? It's a CPM, yes, mainly. Got it. And I is mean, there there's, there's Sorry, let me just add on there. So it's mainly uh, CPM as of today, but uh, of course, uh, also in that environment goes more and more towards performance. So CPC, or there's a lot of requests also for um, even costs per action, um, but uh, that's with display advertising and not really easy to do. So in the, yeah, the main model is CPM. And what year did you launch the company in? Sorry, which? Which year did you launch the company in? Yeah, sorry. Um, I launched in 2008 um, out of Berlin, actually, for two years and moved to Singapore in 2010. Um, moved the complete company because initially also we were doing a location-based couponing self-service platform, uh, which technically worked, but from a business model point of view, it's very hard to scale. It's very hard to work with small retailers in a self-service. So then in about 2011, 2012, it changed to the display advertising model. We moved from small businesses to media agencies and brands. And from there, we were basically building it up. And give me a sense of size today, like 2016, what was total revenue? 2016, well, revenues is in a million digit figure. Um, we have a team of 15. Um, the majority of the team is based out of Vietnam. And um, probably important there to know also, to anticipate also your question, it's a bootstrap business. Uh, so we didn't go for a venture funding round. Um, we, you have, have you listened uh, to the show? You're anticipating my questions. Of course. Do you enjoy it? <laughs> Absolutely. Let me ask you a question, Christian. Why the hell do you agree to come on a show where you know the host is just going to beat you up about numbers the whole time? Why do you come on? Because it's a fun game. I'm happy to. <laughs> to I do love that it. With you. I love it. Okay, good. So, 2016, 15 folks, mainly in Vietnam. You've totally bootstrapped. 2016, uh, you did over a million bucks in revenue. Put a put a put a lid on that. Uh, less than 10 million, but more than a million. Yes. Okay, good. Fair enough. Um, the business model is CPM arbitrage. Do you have any part of your business model that's SaaS where you're selling reporting or things like that? Or is it all based on a percentage of spend or CPM or something like that? Today, it's, it's a pure um, CPM or a pure arbitrage model. Um, we're working on a, on a platform to be, and that's not necessarily SaaS, but it's all about audiences, profiles, and actually attribution. So where um, you can... Uh, I mean, look at location like the physical world uh, cookie um, so that 
if we could then, well, we can today already um, retarget people who have been really in a store. You have been at an airport you know, based on your advertising ID inside your mobile applications. Or the other way around, if a retailer um, wants to attribute ad spending to store visits, we can do that as well. So that we can really say, okay, um, out of the $100,000 budget you spend, you have generated that many store visits of individual people in the seven days following the campaign. And why do Christian so I've interviewed so many kind of ad tech or marketing tech companies kind of in this space. And I always just wonder, like, with so much competition, why do your customers choose you? We have this full service. So where we are really from not only advising on the campaign over helping with maybe even creatives, the dynamic creatives up to then setting up running optimization. So we go end to end. Also, our segment is... Um, a lot of the more second tier countries, so Southeast Asia and the countries all around Middle East. Um, we run in, in Europe as well. So uh, in total, um, we've run in over um, 60 countries, actually, uh, campaigns. Uh, so that's where I think customers choose us because of that. A geographical focus. And the geographical focus where we go more for the second tier market. So that's where we're working with there was agencies and brands to, uh, together. And how many customers are you working with now today? Mm, well, the, it really depends. So sorry, can put sorry, a, media brand, not, not the actual uh, end, just the media brands, the agencies. Oh, the media brands, the agencies. Oh, the, well, at the end, we work with most of the major agencies, so the Group M guys and, and, and all those um, on individual campaigns. Um, but then we work also a lot with second-tier agencies, the ones which you wouldn't necessarily know, uh, I mean, at least not globally, um, but they are in, in a country like Myanmar uh, or um, Cambodia. So how so many total? Small agency. Uh, it's probably like 25 to 30 agencies. Okay. And how are you landing these new customers? So that's what, yeah, I wanted to just lead to. We go a lot through partners, um, sales partners, basically, um, where in the countries we work with those strong partnerships, local experts. Usually it's smaller teams of 10, 15 people who in other terms, you would call them probably resellers. So they have a number of digital project products they work with, uh, with agencies, and they are reselling the location-based product either under the used brand, or we have a few white label um, partners as well, where they have their own strong brand in a country like Austria, for example, there's a company called About Media. They are reselling our product as About Media hyperlocal targeting, but it's complete our service. Uh, it's like white that. label. It's a white label, yes. Do you, do you sell that to them? Like, do you make them pay a fee for that? Or you just make money based off, again, the CBM arbitrage? We make the money together on the arbitrage. Yeah, got it. They just take a little cut, and you take a cut. It's, it's a profit share model. So that's the other way we put it around. So it's not just a commission game. Um, we were transparent on cost on both sides mm -hmm. and uh, have agreed on, on profit sharing models. Well, what is in, in your business, uh, go back in 2016, this kind of model? I mean, what does an EBITDA margin look like in this space? It can vary. Um, can start with uh, 16, 17%, but can be going higher to a, to a 25, 30%. Are you on the higher end of that or the lower end? 
that depends really on the country. Um, but we're, I see. We're in, the, in, in the middle, I would say. So let me ask you a question, right? So if you're doing more than a million, but less than 10 million, so that means you're taking somewhere, you know, call it as little as 200 grand to the bottom line or as, or as, as much as 2 million to the bottom line. What as a CEO of a company, you have to make a choice about capital. What do you do with that capital? Do you, do you pay yourself extra as a bonus and go reinvest in real estate and diversify? Do you put it all back into the company? What do you do with it? At this stage, I'm putting all back in the company. So it's all about now, I mean, the company is cash flow positive and it's all about building that further up. Um, we've also, I mentioned it earlier, chosen Vietnam as a place for our operational base, which is not only like an outsourced software development game, Great but it's cost. really our ops team, marketing, some of the sales stuff is here and uh, yeah, it's lower cost, but it's also a mixed uh, team. So it's, uh, of course, some Vietnamese guys and girls, but uh, some international folks uh, from Australia, from the UK, uh, from Germany. So we we really leverage, and in this case for us, uh, Saigon or Ho Chi Minh City as an exciting place as well to, to live and to, to be at, um, as much as, of course, Singapore as the, the logistics base, the operational base, uh, sorry, the, the logistic and financial base um, for the company, for the customers. Is your entire well-being and financial life tied to this company, or did you have a big financial win before this in terms of an exit or something else that kind of gave you financial freedom? No, my well, I would say financially I have put all in in that company. Um, now I didn't have an exit before. It's my first, so to say, bigger venture. Um, from that point of view, um, I was lucky enough to get out of corporate life as a. Um, not that big package, but also with a good cushion because uh, I worked in France earlier on and in France, uh, if you put it upright, then unemployment money pays you for the first one or two years of your uh, of your entrepreneurial venture. What so is that? that? Like how how much started. per year? Give me a sense of size on that. Uh, that's 60% of your last drawn salary for okay. up to two years. And what salary did you give up? Like were you 200, 300, 100? was between 100 and 2. Okay, in got it. France. And why did you Euros. give it up? Like you just love the idea so much or you hated corporate? I well the so the story on the site is probably I already as early as 1999 I wanted to build something like Tinder, location based dating. Um Are you single? Where, uh, um currently I'm single, yes. You wanted to build <laughs> the app for yourself? I mean, well, come for, on, Christian. It's okay. Was, yeah, I was. Yeah, I would do fine. it. <laughs> I was a bachelor at the time, right? Yeah. Uh, a student. That was my last year in university. Um, and no, there was location-based technology, not GPS-based with cell phones. Yeah, there was pre-mobile internet. That was there was one operator in Germany who offered uh, for different purposes a location-based product. So that's where we really we we had built the concept in a few PowerPoint slides. We never took it to build it at the time, right? But the the idea was stuck in my mind, and then. I had opportunity to work for Lotus and IBM, um, moved from Germany to Paris, uh, so got international exposure, um, worked on, on VP level in, in Europe with uh, IBM, so I learned a lot there. Uh, I moved into sales again also in, in IBM, sales school and stuff, so I got a fair learning, I think, out of corporate life, but I also didn't see myself growing into that to become an IBM executive at some point. So yeah. that's where then when 2007, the iPhone came out, I pulled basically the trigger for myself and um, leveraged on being able to get out of corporate on that soft landing, I would call it, and uh, 
researched a lot on technology and business models around location-based first dating again. So I had seriously thought of, of uh, building a location-based dating platform at the time. So this was 2007, but decided then that advertising was, and at that time I was married, by yep. the way, so for the yep. side note. Um, Makes so, sense. You uh, didn't get into the, the display to stuff. To go into advertising. Yeah. Yep, yep. So, hey, we only have about a minute left, so I wanted to give you a chance. Sure. What's the URL for the accelerator? And quickly tell us why you launched it. So uh, there I'm working together with the German government. It's GermanAccelerator.com. Um, the program exists for expansion into the U.S. already since five years. And uh, now we're launching this for the whole Southeast Asia based out of Singapore. German companies can apply to get help with mentoring, office space, and active outreach for go-to-market. Do you give capital as well? It's not capital, but also there's no equity stake or, or payment from the, the company. So then the why do you do it? No, for sorry, for the companies. Myself, um, I'm getting uh, um, salary with that, um, but I just over the time I've built a network. I love helping. The other German government's paying you a salary for it, and it's that's the German government paying it. Guys, big news. Last month was a huge month for the company I recently acquired, which was www.thetopinbox.com. I liked the company so much when I met the person who created it. It lets you send emails later on Gmail, set up reminders like snooze almost to keep your inbox clean, do things like send auto follow-ups and do open tracking so you know when your emails get opened. It's great if you're in sales or CEO or trying to be more productive. So listen, I bought the whole company on the spot and I want to tell you how I did it. I've showed the deal, by the way, to big, smart people, private equity firms, VCs, and they're dumbfounded. They go, Nathan, how did you do this? We've never seen a deal like this. How did you do this? So I did an unbelievable deal, and I want to show you the income report. So for me to send you the income report, go to www.thetopinbox.com, click the red button that says install this on Gmail, and when you do that, my email will appear. It'll appear in a little uh, Gmail pop-up window. Send me an email and I'll reply immediately with the income report. And you can see how I'm buying and growing small B2B SaaS companies. That's www.thetopinbox.com. Totally free to try and use. www.thetopinbox.com. Very cool, Christian. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what is your favorite business book? Uh, that's The Monk and the Riddle from Randy Commissar. That's a really good one. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Um, not a specific one, but I'm part of CEO Collaborative Forum where it's a great peer group and uh, there are a few aspiring uh, CEOs in there. One, for example, Rui Paiva from Vido Technologies in Portugal. So yeah, that's my favorite CEO group. Number three, is there a, C is there a favorite online tool you have like Acuity Scheduling? Um, I would say zero for accounting and invoicing stuff. Uh, I just love that uh, things. And then uh, Zapier also to help connecting online SaaS platforms. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Between four and seven. Okay, so what on average? Five and a half? Five and a half, yeah. All right. Four, yeah. And, half. and you're single now. Do you have any kiddos? No. no okay, kids. no kids. And how old are you? I'm 45. Okay, very good, Christian. So last question, take us back 25 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? 
do it over again. Uh, I think I had a great uh, time in corporate. I learned a lot. Maybe I could have gotten out a bit earlier um, to jump into the, uh, the exciting adventure of, of building a company and, and connecting with the people you really want to work with. So that's, uh, yeah, uh, do it again the way you did it. There you guys have it from Christian. He would have gotten out of corporate earlier if he had his choice. He's now launched Use, which is doing very, very well. In 2018, launched, sorry, 2008, launched from Berlin. 2011, moved into the, into the display ads business, started selling to brands and agencies. 2016, they're now over a million dollars in revenue, but less than 10 million. 15 focused on his team in Vietnam, taking between, call it 15 and 25% to the bottom line, reinvesting all of it back into the company, which he has bootstrapped, which is great, serving about 30 agency customers to date and making money on basically CPM arbitrage with a focus on location. That's why customers are choosing Christian. Also has a uh, German accelerator. Uh, feel free to check that out in the show notes. Christian, thank you for taking us to the top. My pleasure, Nathan. Great talking and thanks for the interview.